So we've got new polling, which um, we're going to get lots of polling because pollsters poll. That's what they do. Uh, you know, but we're looking at a horse race, Nanos, which tends to go a little more friendly to the liberal side of things, uh, asked questions of Canadians as to who their preferred prime minister is. And Polly Ever comes in at 30 percent, Trudeau barely behind. So we've got what's called a horse race. And um, since becoming leader, when you look at the polling, Paul Ever has shot up about 11.5% in favorability over Trudeau, who has been sliding. So it is absolutely no accident that we seem to be seeing some pretty dramatic shift in policy by the Trudeau government. I mean, as like the second Paul Everett was named the leader, uh, this government dropped the mandates. Well, we were always going to do that. It's like, no, you weren't. So they've dropped the mandates. Now they're very excited about energy development, or at least Christopher Freeland is. Oh, my God, they're going to unleash our potential. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like we're not going to spend. They're talking austerity. Christopher Freeland, ahead of her 2023 budget, has told her government ministries they've got to find savings of 25% on new programs in their existing budgets. I, I'm like, wow, they're turning conservative all of a sudden. But this is not by accident. Let me bring in Ms. Adrian Batra who is, of course, the big boss over at the Toronto Sun. She is, among many other things, a long time in politics. And great to see you last night. I should also say, now, recipient of the fight, I don't, I'm not sure what the name of the award was, but we were at the uh, Canadian Taxpayers Federation gathering where they awarded you for fighting the good fight against uh, big government and, and lower taxes. So congratulations. It was great to see you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being there. It was such a great event. It's, uh, it's uh, such an important you know, topic in, in relation to what you and I are just talking about with respect to this big government, big spending, high taxes, you know, encroachment into our freedoms, uh, you know, that the Liberal government has been doing for the last too many yeah. years, Alex. So I, I find it really interesting that um, Pierre Poiliev, who has been called every name in the book, who has been referred to as, you know, the, the racist, the misogynist, the sexist, the guy who hugs the trucker convoy. And, you know, all of these opposition research talking points that are being thrown at him, yet the Canadian public should not be fooled. And they aren't. Yep. You know, you see a very significant uptick in his favorabilities. Now, look, if an election were held today, I think we pretty much would have the status quo parliament. But I see a lot of events unfolding over the course of the next few months. We have this public inquiry into the use of the Emergencies Act, not going quite the way that the Liberals would like it to. So we in the media continue to amplify the reasons that they implemented it were not quite the same uh, rationale that Trudeau was giving us. So as Canadians, this, as this stuff seeps into Canadians more and more, winter is coming, as we know. The cost of, of, of natural gas is up. The cost of inflation is through the roof. The, the beautiful Christmas dinners that Canadians are going to want to enjoy is going to cost that much more. They have to scale back. And I, and I, I think that focus and, and who is, you know, who is to blame, Alex? That's what, who, who's, to, who's responsible for this? I think they're looking at the federal government. And I think, frankly, Canadians are a little tired of Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, but it is no accident. I mean, you've worked a long time. As much as you've worked in the media, you've also worked behind the scenes in politics. So there's nothing done by accident. So basically what they are doing is taking all the attacks off the table that Pierre Pauly ever has so cleverly and so effectively been throwing at them about cost of living. And so they want to take these attacks off about the spending. They want to take the attacks off about, you know, affordability. And so it'll be interesting. I mean, look, talk is cheap. So when I hear Christian Freeland talking about, you know, we need to unleash 
unleash and, and, and you know, deregulate our energy and get it to market. I'm like, well, sounds good. Are you actually going to do it? Because it's such a departure from the last seven years of ideology on energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, talk is cheap. So does this become just, are they just taking these wedge issues or these, these issues off the table for, for Pierre Pauly ever to attack? You know, I, I think that's I think that's part of the strategy because they are very much looking at what's happening south of the border, where many yeah. of Justin Trudeau's policies mirror what Joe, President Joe Biden has done with respect to very little energy dependence or uh, um, development. Uh, you know, they're they're about to get probably blown away. The Republicans are going to take back the House. And so, so the, the policies mirror each other between Canada and the U.S. right now in terms of environmental regulations and, and, and finances and, and taxation. It's very similar to Democrats and, and liberals right now. So Christian Freeland, you know, astute politically, has, has decided that, you know, let's just change the language. That's what liberals like to do, right? They change the narrative. It used to be called global warming. Now it's all climate change. You know, so they changed language. But here's the difference. The Tories first for the long time, for the first time in a long, long time, probably since Prime Minister Harper, have a in a leader that is articulate, that is um, is convic- has conviction, and will stand up for the values and principles that he believes that Canadians are looking for in terms of fiscal responsibility, energy development. Um, well, he's unapologetic, so he's not trying to straddle two lines to please everything. Which, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna run as a conservative, be a conservative. Yeah, and, and I think I think I, I think I think where the liberals will will not see the see the change in their narrative gain the traction that they do is because Mr. Polyev isn't prepared to give them that room. He's still going to go after them. He's still going to attack them because the Canadians know what is in in their bank account. They understand mm-hmm. the realities of their daily lives of filling up their gas tank, going to the grocery store, trying to have um, you know some sort of enjoyment in their lives outside of you know work and school, like a vacation here and there or whatever. They know that the, that the liberals talking about being fiscally responsible doesn't actually match what's happening on the ground. So no. I, my point being is I don't think it's it's going to have the impact that the liberals may think it might when they they try to to talk about suddenly finding religion on fiscal responsibility. Right. Well, well, exactly, because the bottom line is they can go after Pierre Pauly ever for saying the comment, well, I'd fire the Bank of Canada uh, governor. Um, okay, uh, the guy's gotten a lot wrong. So, you know, at least hold the guy to task. The Bank of Governor got big things wrong, and this government, um, you know, has made policies that have been wrong on a lot of stuff. And so ultimately, when it comes down to the dollars and cents, and, and we're heading into a recession. A lot of bigger issues coming our way yet, so we're not we're nowhere out of the woods on cost of living issues. So ultimately, people will vote with their pocketbooks. They will forget the mm-hmm. ideological stuff. They will forget the climate change stuff. They don't care about that when they're going hungry. Well, it was the great Democratic strategist James Carville that said it's the economy stupid yeah. during the Clinton yeah. generation, uh, yeah. the Clinton era, and it's it's the same sort of similar situation. It feels the same. You know, we see the interest rates going up. We see report after and study coming out. Canadians are getting priced out of their homes and the unaffordability of their mortgages, and in, in large part, that is contributed from the fact that the Bank of Canada that that they they didn't act quick enough when it came mm-hmm. to the, the inflation and cooling down inflation. And so it's sort of being, we're all being walloped in one fell swoop. The challenge for Tories, as has and always will be, you know, it takes one stupid comment, it takes one stupid candidate, it takes one, you know, it, 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 ridiculous 
sort of policy that teeters things right back to to the other side of the uh, of the political aisle. Let's not discount where we're at in, in those numbers, uh, Alex. In that recent poll that you just cited, fourteen point nine percent or fourteen and a half percent of Canadians still looking at the NDP, which shocks me because as far as I'm concerned, they're just absorbed by the Liberal Party at this point. But that that all said, um, the NDP is still very much a relevant factor, and that's why I go back to if the election were held today, I think we'd get the same result in Parliament. Yeah. Stay tuned. Nonetheless, going to be very, very interesting. It'll be a good show. Congratulations. It was lovely, lovely, lovely finally seeing you in person. We'll do that fun lunch and uh, we'll chat again. It's, It's a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thank you. And that is Adrian Batra joining us here today. So, yeah, look, the polling doesn't mean much now um, because it changes so much. But the, the unique thing about Paul Evra is, unlike the other two leaders that they have uh, picked after Harper, uh, none of them, neither of them, got a, a boost of that honeymoon that you would want to see in a new leader uh, coming out of the gates. He's gotten that. Whether he can ride that remains to be seen. But nonetheless, he has made the Liberals nervous enough that they are starting to speak a different language. Whether they walk their talk is a totally different, totally different game.